Welcome to the West Bridgewater Library. We're back to podcasting again, I'm so happy to say. Uh, my name is Ellen Snowenvis, and I'm delighted to be here with librarian and circulation supervisor, Michelle Sheehan. And we're here to talk about the One Book, One Community pick for, uh, West, for winter 2023, which is Andy Weir's latest book called Project Hail Mary. Welcome, Michelle. I know you're a fan of Andy Weir, too. I love Andy Weir. What is it about him that's so appealing? I find that he is such a clever writer. Um, his books really resonate with me because his, his the protagonist in his books is yes. fun. They're really and fun. And they've got such a sense of humor, don't they? They do. This they is, they this take is themselves a, lightly. I I. I consider him um, smart and clever, and I always have been um, promoting his book since he's come out. Now, I know one drawback, people might see it as a drawback, is that it's a science fiction choice, which we haven't done before with uh, One Book, One Community. Um, what, how do you approach that question that people might be coming to you with? Um, I don't really even consider this um, a science fiction book. True, there's a lot of science in it, and you don't have to be a PhD scientist to understand and enjoy this book. Um, it's just a fun read. I've read this book actually a couple of times because I enjoyed it that much. And um, I'm, I'm here because I want to be here to talk about Andy Weir's. Right. And, you know, I've heard him interviewed, and he is actually not himself um, an astronomer. He's an amateur enthusiast. That's what he <laughs> likes to put, has how he likes to put it. He's, um, his specialty is, um, is um, computer science, but he doesn't have um, advanced degrees in um, astronomy or astrophysics or anything. But and his books tend to be set right. in space. And you certainly don't have to have a, a, a special degree to enjoy this book. There's a lot of science in it, but I found myself kind of glossing over that, knowing that it probably all makes sense to people who mm -hmm. maybe do have the knowledge. Yeah. But I found, I don't know about you, but the plot, this the actual storyline was so compelling. And then you immediately grab onto the character. There's always a main character, it seems. Yes. And someone that you can just really identify with. They're frequently in a really difficult predicament. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, Andy Weir understands um, complicated science and physics facts. And he's not afraid to layer his story with them and make the story to make the story believable. Right. Because if he didn't do that, right. you wouldn't be able to, you know, go along with the story that yeah. this could actually happen. Right. And um, even though I may not, not understand all the science behind it, it certainly did not take away any of the fun of this story because this is a fun, it's fun. book. It's fun and it's funny and it's well-paced, didn't you think? Yeah. I tell everybody this is a clever book and a clever author, and to, to read all of his Yeah, his, yeah, his, his books, his, his yeah, books his are well books. Although I do feel that this is a real masterpiece of his. I do, too. I um, do he's too. really put a lot of thought into it. And, um, you know, it, you jump right in at the beginning. You know, the guy is there out in the middle of, you know, the, the galaxies, waking <laughs> up to the fact that he <laughs> is alone. Right. Waking up from a coma in, honestly, a very funny way. Um, you... The book jumps back and forth with what's happening now to him. Right. And then how it was how that he, he got into the predicament. And one of the things I love about that, too, is that I'm not a big um, fan of books that jump back and forth in time. But what Andy Weir does with this one is 
the backstory of how he got there is revealed slowly mm-hmm. <laughs> and almost as if he's remembering it that way. Exactly. So you're actually right. following his memory coming back to him as to how he got there little by little. So it's not like this long treatise about like, okay, this is what's happened. This is not how this is how he got here. It's his memory of it. It, it is, yeah. which makes you identify even more with him. It seems. Yeah, he's he's great. This is like a, a former PhD scientist turned junior high school teacher turned reluctant astronaut who maybe turns out to be the savior of the world. Right. Now, why do you think Andy Weir had him be a science teacher? He talks about his kids a lot. He does, though he doesn't particularly have any children of his own. No, that's a he thing. Has, he doesn't you know, have kids of his thousands own. Thousands of te- um, children that he's taught. And, right. Um, as you find out, as the story reveals itself, you know, you find out more about him. And yeah. he is, to me, he's just a great character. I think it made, him, it made him a Marvin everyman to have him be just exactly. a, kind of a regular Joe, but with obviously mm-hmm. a lot of scientific knowledge. Yeah, he was very relatable in, in the many human moments that he has, well, obviously being a human in outer space, right. um, possibly against his own free will. Yeah. It, it makes you chuckle. Yes. It's a chuckle. This it is a, it this really is a, does. A, this is a fun book. And I there is a villain. Well, there is a villain. There's a, a light-eating really, villain yes, in the story. Yes, a light-eating <laughs> being or, or a, you know, a, yeah, there's just, and, um, and then, of course, there's his, his, his counterpoint. His counterpart, which, which we don't want to give away too because much. too much. But um, there is another spacecraft out there right. on the same mission on to the save, same mission. Yes, to which save I, their own planet. Yeah, star. which I thought was so interesting. Mm. So when uh, Grace the Scientist teams up with that engineer to save their worlds, they to become save both some, of their worlds. To, to, to hopefully save both hopefully, of their worlds. Right. You know, yeah. They become some pretty fast friends, too. Yeah. And having read it more than once, I really mm. appreciated the um, making the connection with another species, even just learning how to communicate to each other. That was, was fascinating. Fasc- I was it fascinated really by that. Was. And it was understandable. Yeah. Like, there was no hook. They had to really figure out how to communicate. That was so believable. Yes. I actually believed that he was communicating with his space alien counterpart. counterpart. Um, that I, I thought that was a fascinating way that, they, that he pulled that. I know. That was very, very clever because, um, again, even though it's heavy in terms of the setting, heavy on the science, you never, I never felt like overwhelmed by or bombarded by it because I feel like he really humanizes and makes it believable. Very believable, right. And the way that they um, talked about the Earth's culture versus the, uh, for lack of a better word, space aliens culture. right. That really added a lot to the story, it was too. Fascinating. And, and um, certain aspects of uh, human um, civilization mm-hmm. were more advanced than the other. And there were others that were other way, the yeah. other way around. So yeah. it was such an interesting blend of knowledge, knowledge gaining about someone. It's like visiting another country. Yeah. How do you approach that? How yeah. do you find out more about them? You know what also I loved? I loved that how the entire world, the entire... United Nations nominated yes. female. Oh my gosh, uh, Ava Strott, uh, to uh-huh. do whatever it helps, uh, to do whatever it takes to um, 
To save the world. To save the world. Everyone banded together, which was amazingly inspirational, it, wasn't it, it? It really was. And, you know, um, whether she was getting somebody to pave the Sahara Desert or <laughs> release a brilliant mind from jail to work on this project right. or um, to sabotage a uh, junior high school <laughs> <laughs> science teacher to man the spacecraft to another solar system, he just, he really put this book together well. Yes, and the he fact did. that she was a female really was, I thought, very affirming. I love that. I love um, that she could speak so many different languages, yeah. and she was one tough cookie. Wow. And totally dedicated, and the intensity of, the, ur the urgency she felt Absolutely. was fascinating. Yeah. She, her urgency. And there again, I was so impressed by her wisdom to place him as the leader as opposed to someone with more nitty-gritty science, you know, not right. understanding, right. which speaks to, it, it asks a lot of questions about what is leadership, you know, and how do you, how can you be a successful leader? I right, thought that was right. really neat. He did have um, a certain tendency, um, this is Ryland Grace, that made him one of the few people who could actually do this. And yes. I don't want to give too much no. of the story away, but... yeah. Well, he, he clearly loves his characters. Now, it's interesting because I know you've read The Martian, too. And so um, the um, Ma Mark Watley of The Martian, mm -hmm. uh, a book, um, is similar in a lot of ways to Ryland Grace. Um, you know, they both are very young, mm -hmm. and they, they don't come with, like, a lot of— because um, he was a junior member of the uh, Martian team, as I recall, um, Mark Watley. And Ryland Grace, you know, kind of got roped into this, too. Yeah, he exactly. didn't assume that he That's was going to do right. this. So it's kind of interesting to compare the two books in a way. Um, both characters, though, have great, uh, such a great sense of humor. And that's really one of the things I pe hope people hang out with it for the most yeah. is just like you say, the humor. The humor. I mean, if anybody is afraid to pick this book up because they think it's science fiction, I would just say it's a funny, clever poignant at times book because, you know, Ryland Grace is a human out, out in some solar system yeah, somewhere. Yeah, far, far away from any support. And, oh, he doesn't. And, um, yeah, you know, it I is. Just, it's really kind of incredible. Yeah, he's, um, he's very relatable. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a surprise ending oh, to this Oh, very book. much so. Very you know, much I, so. A great little twist at the end, yeah. which I just appreciated so much. Yeah. You know, unless you get to know Ryland Grace a bit, and then maybe yeah. you won't be quite so as surprised, surprised as the book. And yet ends. the plot continues. It's not like solve the problem and that's it. There's there's more to it than that, which I just love. Um, I kind of love that about uh, about all of Andy Weir's books is yeah. that there's a sort of a philosophical and mm -hmm. a humanity level yeah. to all of it, yeah. which and, I just um, love. You know, he does... Um, touch on some genuine issues like climate change. And right. He adds those into the story with some, you know, surprising candor and, of course, you know, humor. And, um, and hopefulness. And hopefulness. And that elevates the story to a, a more, to make it even more believable because we're like, oh, we, we can we do see, this. Yeah, we yeah. see that. Right. And, um, you know, having all of the nations band together, which... I would hope if this were actually a true story would happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, Everyone's banding together and putting a, a team job. in charge. Yeah. It's and uh, yeah, it was it was really um, exciting. Is there are there other notes that you have for us to? Um, I just really can't about? say enough good things about yeah. this book. I come in 
to this um, podcast as a lover of Andy Weir. Um, mm-hmm. Artemis is a great story with a female protagonist of The Martian. Love it. Yes. Of course, they made a movie out of that. Right, which is, was a good, I thought the movie was quite well done. The movie done. was great, absolutely. But, we have um, Matt Damon as yeah. the, as the <laughs> main character. You know you've done well with the writing of the book. And I know that uh, one of the big um, Hollywood um, companies has... Um, has got the control. And I talked to Andy. We were emailing him to see if he would. And he said he's writing this screenplay for the movie. I love it. So I know I it will it. be a movie. Now, when it comes out, who knows? You know, there have been a lot of um, I'm sure roadblocks with COVID and everything oh, yeah. in the mix as well. I'm but, certain uh, a Hollywood heavyweight will be playing Riley yes. Grace in that movie, yeah. too. So um, if you're interested in participating in the One Book, One Community discussions, we've almost all the towns... Um, in the Bridgewater area are having discussions of the book. Um, and then there are some other wonderful events uh, surrounding the um, the idea, um, I mean, the book uh, discussions. One of them is a um, the NASA ambassador is coming on March 1st wow. to Bridgewater to talk about space travel oh, and intergalactic awesome. travel, which, you know, is mm-hmm. a real challenge. And then we do have time booked at the... Um, Bridgewater State University um, observatory. observatory. That's going to be amazing. Seventh. It's a Friday night, but that's fine. And we have we have um, we have um, alternate nights too, in case it's cloudy. That's great. And we That'd are having our book club here at the West Bridgewater Public Library on Tuesday, February twenty yes, eighth. I'm hoping to get to that. And then we're having a Zoom one too with the um, head of the physics department at Bridgewater State on March fifteenth. So if anybody what? wants the Zoom um, information on that, just check with the libraries, and uh, that information is also available on the Trifold. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your enthusiasm with Absolutely us. Absolutely my pleasure. I love Andy Weir. I hope everybody out there becomes a fan as much as I yeah, am. Yeah, I, I love the book, too. So thanks again, and goodbye, everyone. We'll talk again next time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye.